0: This is the Samurai Who Talks podcast with me, the Samurai Who, talking to you. In this episode, we're going to talk about the nature of things. Not so much about how they come together, but rather how they fall apart. Things have been falling apart breaking down all the time. Things break down to form new things. But for us, in our day-to-day lives, it ends up being deadlines being lapsed, emotions being flared, and us forgetting why we even care. Nothing is perfect forever. There's no Thanos dream of things being forever in balance. Because things happen. Things always happen. And it's how you react to it. That's our lives, day in, day out. We can have the greatest plan in the world, but things can still go wrong. We can have all the contingencies that we want, but something different will arise. But maybe, just maybe, that's what makes these very few moments of balance and comfort so relieving. The beauty, I guess, is that things are beautiful here and now. Maybe forever immortalized in medium like film, photos, and stories. But never in space and time. Because even that media will decay, degrade, or become corrupted. Things always fall apart. Anyone who has lived in a home, in a car, in an apartment, in any type of shelter, knows there's always more things to fix than there are hours in the day. More days of work than there are weekends to enjoy and to work (laughs) but by their very nature we function barely and just enough and sometimes we don't because sometimes we fall apart We get injured, we get hurt, we get lost. Things fall through the crack and through the wayside. I've often felt this way and growing up I keep forgetting and still do that I'm lucky things fall apart in a way that can usually be recovered. That things can be fixed. Can be improved. And if not, some hope, some elbow grease, and maybe some patience can usually get us there. Many times, though, I've seen hope slip away, energy drain all that elbow grease, and patience grow thin. I wonder why it is That things fall apart. Why they can't just stay that way forever, fixed in time. Like, for example, the moments when you just lose control. Like those days when my youth and rage coincide and in unison I scream, scream at what I don't know, at the cars outside, the neighbors, the work that I need to do that doesn't really need to be done, the frustration I feel that my life is going nowhere. that my hopes and dreams have been long lost and I am just existing. Oftentimes I feel this and it is a sign that I must rest. I must breathe and clear my mind. When I think too much, too heavy, I forget who I am. If I continue on this path of which I have treaded many times, I know I will fall apart once more, and if not scatter farther apart, like puzzle pieces with missing pieces strewn every which way behind couch couch cushions. TV stands under chairs under books that are never read collected in rubbish bins or recycle bins I really hope every time that I learn something That even though I feel like it is the end of my life, it is but another milestone in the bin of memories that will be forgotten. Will there be lessons learned? Many times the answer is no. I've thought about this a lot. I've talked to many people that I work with currently who are much younger than me. Who've had harder and harsher lives. And yet who pursue simple lives. They know things fall apart. They see it at work every day. I see it at work every day. I experience it at work every day. Why couldn't that be fixed yesterday? They answer, it's just what happened. Why do these things never get fixed? In time, they will when it's necessary. When's it necessary? When it costs more to leave it unfixed than it is to fix it. I watched them in their youth pursue lives of great meaning, even doing simple tasks. Their labor is the gear that keeps the machine running. They are treated as replaceable parts, but each one of them is not. Things fall apart. Lives fall apart. But people can continue. Everyone can continue. But not everyone continues. Why? Because even though I just said that everyone can continue, it doesn't mean they can press continue. There are many things that change people forever. Be it their mind, their soul, or their body. They can theoretically change, continue, put the pieces back together. But I've seen things degrade degenerate and at the end decay however in their youthful eyes or their wise eyes I see hope with elbow grease they keep their engines spinning. And they know in time, if they are young, there will be patience. And if they are older, they have been patiently waiting. When things fall apart, something comes together oftentimes we forget that we are created from basically nothing for us to arise something has to fall apart be it be it through food the air The water. There are so many things that are required to fall apart for us to be created. And yet, our creation is a miracle. It is incredible. Because from nothing. Comes us. Just like when someone who's never really painted comes upon a paint set. They don't know what to do. It is essentially nothing but pieces strewn across. Maybe organized, maybe hectic, but useless but to a painter they can take the brush or a child their fingers and form meaning from dead trees and rare pigments we forget often, that our luck is built on things falling apart at times. But another way of saying it, or seeing it, is that it is just DIY. We did it ourselves. but not truly by ourselves, we know. But that's what makes this coming together a process. We want to build something from nothing, right? When things fall apart, we want to put the pieces back together in some form to make them useful again or maybe have a new use for them one of the things I want to talk about with nature of DIY is also the nature of being able to fix things No one's going to really be able to fix everything today, but yet again, maybe just patching is good enough. One of the greatest hurdles that I've been tackling uh, on and off is uh, broken technology. Specifically, I've been tackling TVs and computers, uh, mostly computers most of my life, but recently I've been tackling TVs to breathe new life into it, revive it from the trash bin. I have seen computers do crazy things over the years, some sputter, some burn, and some that have come back to life. I've had the experience of helping a friend repair a computer that for all honestly was gone. At least by appearances. AMD designed their CPUs have I believe redundancy. So even if you rip off some pins on the CPU, at least the older ones, the FX series, you can have those like damaged and have the things still work. Incredible. Just some elbow grease and some luck. Some precision Some steady hands. Maybe some shaky hands. And it worked. Life was breathed back in. For how long? I don't know. But I've also recently had a computer that I've worked on die. Doing hours upon hours of work day after day. Troubleshooting this and that. And it dying, even after all that effort. Sometimes some things can't be fixed, or if they can, it requires far too much effort. But then there goes to the story of TVs. So modern TVs, I know, interesting stuff. Modern TVs, basically, you have a screen, uh, glass, basically, and a pixel array, you have a backlight, and then you have a power board and a brain. A TOC board I believe it's called I'm not familiar I'm just hobbyist DIY and whatnot and the first time I fixed the TV it took months because I didn't have much money to spare and I didn't know what I was doing I opened it up I took a process, unscrewed things and uh, looked at it and having no experience with electronics really other than computers, which is basically just kind of lower tolerance Legos. It looks like a mess. But basically, boil down to let's figure out what works. Let's figure out how to check things. Okay, first step what works? And there's a light, but there's no screen. Screen doesn't turn on. I hear buzzing, but that's it. Okay. Assuming there's no glass that's broken because there was no damage to the screen, it, it was worth fixing. Cause if the glass was broken, you buy a new TV. You salvage the parts maybe from the old one, but you you're screwed. You can't you're not gonna repair the screen. As a normal person, that's going to be—that's the TV. You're buying a TV, and you realize the actual value is the screen. I mean, of course, you're like, of course, you're looking at the screen, and that is the most valuable part, right? There's no intelligence really in the screen. There's no smart functionality. There's no networking. But the screen is the hardest part to make. Uh, because it's a process of material science, optics, and electrical engineering. Now, not to diminish the other pieces, but they're cheaper. They are just cheaper. So, you take the main board, and you're like, okay, so I have a 50 50 here. Is it the brain or the power board? I didn't know because I kept reading articles, this and that. And oh, okay, it's the brain, I guess. 50 50. Let's roll the dice. Is it the brain? And get the board in and no. Same result. Oh, okay. So, what does this mean? Did I mess up? Is this thing broken? Is this new board I have broken? Uh, I don't know. How can you tell? I don't. I can't tell. What now? The screen is okay, right? The backlight seems to light up. I see some light coming back. What does this mean? I bought the wrong part. What needs to be fixed? The power board. The power board. After being frustrated, spending months. Doing all this research. Now it's just the power. Okay. Cool. Let's get the power. Let's get the power. A couple weeks go by. Power board. Okay. Let's cross fingers. And it works. Amazing. Months of effort. Things fall apart. But we can fix it. Ourselves. And then what? Once go by, and it breaks again. This time differently. Why? Uh. Don't know. Oh, it must be the power surge. What happened? Surge protector was not a surge protector, it was a power strip. Hmm. Not good. Not good at all. So, what do we do? What do we do? It must be the power. Let's try it. We take... Oh, maybe the fuse is blown out. How do you you figure that out? Okay, you get a multimeter. Okay, cool. Uh Harbor Freight multimeter. Uh oh. Uh, hmm. Okay, let's try it. It it must be the fuse. How do I fix this? Oh, I need a desolder and resolder. Oh, okay. How long has it been since I soldered stuff? Over a year. Uh, oh boy, this is going to be fun. Okay, that was hard. Does it work? Plug in. Okay. Time to turn on the power. <laughs> Flash of light. And there goes my last fuse great. Great. What do I do now? Should I get a fuse? Another fuse? Or something else broken? Don't know. Now I need to buy a new board. Why? Because I don't know. I don't know any other way. Maybe it's the power board. Just the power. Let's see. It is, great, but there are weird bugs. But it works, kinda. Was weird. TV. Back, money saved. DIY, things fall apart, and now I've come back out a little bit, a little bit better. Couple hundred dollars in but better. But should we fix everything? No. Can we fix everything? Yes, but reasonably, no. But can we fix ourselves? Yes, in theory, in practice, depends. So why don't we DIY our own situation? If we can troubleshoot, keep troubleshooting, keep troubleshooting, managing expectations, managing time, resources, Enjoyment even Would we spend too much time managing? Trying to answer questions That are maybe ultimately not even productive? I don't know I don't know Maybe that's why at some points we have nostalgia. Because even when things fall apart back then, our brain rationalizes it and chooses to forget the bad parts. And if not, then we forget the good parts. But either way, we forget the normal parts, the parts that just seem like everything else. But if you look back into the past, even the normal is different than the now, oftentimes. Either you're older, wiser. Worse for wear. Or just simply different. However, even when things seem to go wrong. We can make them right. And sometimes, if we're lucky, the situation makes it right. I wanted to talk about our featured artist this week because I feel like he had a lot of things going well and in an unfortunate incident things were postponed not necessarily falling apart but he's an incredible artist who's kept it going and getting better each day and I'm rooting for him he's a famous artist so I hope you s- get to know him well because his art and attitude are quite astounding his name is Carl Kapinski I hope I'm pronouncing it right he's on twitter at Karl uh, Uh, K-A-R-L-K-O-P I love his work I think it's astounding It's amazing I like his humble beginnings The way he His mannerism I think it's incredible The things he's been able to achieve in his lifetime And I hope that he gets back to biking If he can And he gets uh, enjoyment Doing what he does Making beautiful things And our featured musical artist this week is Anthony Amorim I uh, say that because I don't know how to pronounce it but he's on Spotify and the track I would like to feature is 2004 it's a beautiful song In 2004 I think I was still a kid so he's got uh, quite a few years ahead of me but I think it's a beautiful song about the unknown and nostalgia and even though things seem to be falling apart right now know that at some point it will pass just like all things and it will pass faster if you choose to change your mindset change yourself and find a little slice of happiness in your day that's a lot of meandering a lot of saying the same words over and over again but know this that even the hardest times if you keep going and by keep going I mean keep sticking around doing your thing, adapting. You'll make it through the storm. Thanks for listening. And have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, or lunar solstice on a interstellar planet somewhere in 2004. And have a wonderful, wonderful time. I'll see you next time. Have a good one.